to Episode Party, uh, a podcast about podcasts. I'm Freddie Harrison. I'm Jack Tutor. And we are joined today by our special guest, our friend, uh, Mr. Nick Summers. Nick, hi. Hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> yeah, good. You are so much more enthusiastic <laughs> than us two, and I love that. <laughs> that I'll, is what I'll, we pay I'll you for. I'll be the bouncy one for the next half an hour. Great. Yeah. That's what we need. Um, so... This is a brand new podcast, and uh, so far, as far as the plan goes, we've got Let's Talk About the Podcast That We Like, um, which seems to sum it up very well. So, we kind of in advance have talked about the uh, the podcast that we're going to talk about in the episode, um, but I don't know, have you, have you guys listened to my one? Yes. Yeah, numerous episodes. Amazing. Nick? If I said yes, I would, I would be lying. That that's fine. You're just gonna have to blag your way through the conversation about it, but I think you can do it, Nick. No, no, no. I'll I'll be the layman's person. I'm the one that wants to ask questions about it. Fine, let's oh, do that. I like it. Um, which is funny because, and we'll get to this, and it'll become clear to everyone who's listening later. But I feel like there's some similarities between your two podcasts, and mine's vastly different, at least in terms of format. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. I like I, I I like your podcast, Freds. I think it's excellent. Yeah. So um, the podcast that um, I'd like to introduce to the world in this episode um, is the Inquiry, uh, which is a sort of BBC World Service uh, podcast. I think it, it it's on the BBC World Service, but they also release it as a podcast, as they tend to do with a lot of their shows. Um, and the reason I like it is because. I've been trying to find more podcasts that deal with current affairs lately. And I guess the biggest problem I have, and I don't know if you guys agree with me, is that when you're trying to find podcasts that deal with current affairs, um, there's a lot to do with America-centric current affairs and less to do with the UK. Yeah. Would you say that's a fair interpretation? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, certainly for me, like I've always looked for politics podcasts as well, um, just because it's something that I want to learn more about and, and sort of improve my, my knowledge of. And yeah, it's really hard to find stuff, A, because there aren't that many of them, but also that are at my sort of knowledge level, where I want them to be informative, but also not super technical, you know. Well, Nick, have I got a podcast for you. Um, so the the idea of the inquiry um, is, although I, I say this, I, I tee up this whole UK America centric nonsense, and the inquiry's a bit of, a, as as you know, the the World Service element of it would suggest is deals with a lot of kind of worldwide issues, um, but it does focus on some UK stuff as well, which I think is really cool. Um, but the inquiry is really nice in that it's, I'd say, like almost like a slow journalism approach to. Uh, big kind of world issues right now Um, and basically every episode focuses on a different issue and it might not be specifically about a news story that's happened recently but it might be of an issue that's around that news story that's happened recently Um, and the format is that they have kind of four experts on it so they call them expert witnesses or witnesses or something like that Um, And each of these people have a kind of different perspective or kind of provide a different kind of piece to the puzzle of the the issue that they're talking about. So there's there's kind of a lot of different issues covered, um, but they are kind of all current affairs-ish. And the episode that I recommended uh, and would recommend if you want to get a good feel for this podcast is the one called uh how do you launch a nuclear missile 
And obviously they kind of tied that in with the kind of beginning of Donald Trump's presidency um, and the fact that it's kind of scary that this guy's got the uh, nuclear codes and the football. Um, and it talks about the the processes that different uh, countries have to go through and different nations have to go through to launch their own nuclear arsenal. Um, and it's really, really interesting. Um, and yeah, I, I found found listening to the different approaches uh, very, very interesting. And I think there's a little bit of a curveball in there. Um, Jack, what what did you think of it? I really like it. And I think... This one was a really good example for how the podcast works because they have those expert witnesses. And so you have like a a five minute dive into a particular perspective and then it pulls out and then you go somewhere else and then it, it, you know, it does that a couple more times and it just, it's enough that you don't get too far into the weeds with one particular perspective. And as you say, it's like a slow journalism approach in that there's a, a, a a more um, sort of bird's eye view analytical perspective of, um the issue and uh because uh, as well like uh you know I, i'm i'm a big fan of um political podcasts and a lot of them that i do listen to are uh, america centric as well uh, but a lot of those tend to be you know long form interviews of about 2 hours uh with one particular person which is great and is you know one particular way of approaching a particular topic but what's really refreshing is to have 25 minutes that just gives you a sort of surface level view of various different ways of thinking and approaching and, um, and interacting with a subject. And, uh, you, you kind of come away from it feeling like you've got a real sort of thorough walkthrough of a particular issue. I mean, another one that I liked is, uh, uh, there's a couple actually, uh, I've been diving deep into them today. So there was one they released, uh, a few days back about why we always look at our phones which yeah which is wicked did you listen to that one i started listening to it this morning i haven't got all the way through it yet but uh was very interesting yeah it's great because um it's something that i think about more and more is um the amount that my thumb is just darting over my phone screen and i sort of catch myself doing it halfway through and i'm like oh i'm doing it again and listening to something like that um, and it kind of dissects the, uh, the uh, I guess, the psychology behind um, w- why we do that and uh, the uh, relationship between, uh, you know, phone notifications and gambling and the fact that you get that variable payoff, um, uh, you know, when you go to interact with your phone, whether or not you've got an email and whether it's good news or bad news or whatever. Uh, but it's just, um, uh, you know, that's another really interesting one. And what's cool about that is, is that that one is, is you know, you go from nuclear missiles down to like uh, just mobile phone interaction. And so there's a real nice sweep of issues that it's dealing with. So, um, yeah, I thought it was super tidy. And also, um, like a lot of BBC podcasts, it's just really uh, nicely produced. Like the witnesses are actually super relevant and really interesting, um, which uh, isn't always the case with podcasts that the people they bring on to talk to are actually incredibly relevant and actually articulate and uh you know actually have something interesting to say i've listened to some podcasts where you know they bring someone on who's maybe appropriate for the the subject but just the point doesn't come through you know it's 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 uh not conveyed in an accessible way but yeah i loved this podcast and i continue 
to love this podcast. In in regards to, to the the storytelling, um, is it set up like uh, we're now going to go and talk to so and so who's based in the Amazon rainforest, and then there's sort of like an implied uh, sort of travel there, almost sort of like Radiolab does, or is it very much um, more of the traditional sort of news style? You will tell the story, and then we'll go across to uh, you know an expert who can give such a such a greater depth of you know an explanation for any particular topic. Um, how exactly is it kind of set up in regards to the the storytelling? So it's it's interesting because uh, if anything, that the, the the way that they structure this is actually the one thing that I maybe don't like as much. Oh, really? Although I love I love the I love the podcast overall, but I find so you've got these four witnesses and and they're they're very much compartmentalized, which is great because I think they they all have their very different views and opinions. And actually, it's quite nice not to have like a debate between them. You know, if you put them all in the same room, you'd get a very different perspective from what you get from hearing from each of them individually um but i don't know if i feel that it's like i'd prefer a smoother transition so basically at the the beginning of each of the uh parts of the the episode with each of the different people uh you you get a voiceover that says part one or part two part three part four and they kind of introduce them and then they go into their things but i don't know if they i kind of want like I don't know. I, I kind of don't don't want the part one, two, three, four. No, bit in there. I know. I, I okay. So I'm just going to disagree outright with Fred's Go because on. Go on. Um, <laughs> what I like about it, Nick, is the fact that it's a it's almost like a dossier that you've picked up um, and is comprised of these interviews from uh, you know different people about the subject. It's almost like a research package. So there is those jump cuts between each person. Uh, uh, and what I like about that is the clean break. Uh, you sort of zoom out from the topic. You're given like a an in-depth view from one perspective. Uh, and then you leave and then you enter from a completely different point. So there's no like um, threading them together in an awkward way where it's like one person is made to feel as though they're in communication with another person's point of view. It's just... Um, yeah, like I say, it's just you, you come in from a completely different place. And I think that's what I really like, and especially because so many podcasts are in that Radio Labby style where they're threaded into these like stories and there's, you know, segues which make everything lovely and, and smooth and pretty uh, cinematic and, and dramatic and whatnot. But this one, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty cold, the structure of it. But I actually like that. And I think it does increase the focus on the content itself rather than just a story. The, the way you just said dossier, in my head, I had this, this image of an envelope being slid across the table with confidential written on it and just some tapes inside for all the different interviewees. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm finding something out which I, which I shouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, it's called The Inquiry. I mean, it, it can feel more like that in, in many senses. I think you've nailed it, Nick. Um, yeah. I, okay, Jack, I, I see a point. I see a point. I'm with you. I, I, I was thinking when you were chatting earlier that the one thing that I like really, really like beyond the fact that it doesn't just focus on US-centric issues is the fact that it has a sense of calm and it's, you know, not kind of doused in hyperbole um as quite a lot of uh current affairs and politics and news-based podcasts are especially at the moment and i guess there's some kind of element of well that's to be expected with the kind of year that 2016 was because some pretty earth-shattering things happened uh hyperbole there um but it's 
it's nice to have like a podcast that just presents issues and presents sometimes solutions and sometimes different perspectives in a way that's not horribly panic inducing i guess yeah there's what i find interesting is that usually these podcasts set a question at the start and then you get to the end of 45 50 minutes of trawling through the evidence and then there's a voiceover that goes in conclusion we don't know the answer to this and you do that over and over again and you're like what, what you know we haven't got anywhere but actually what i think is quite interesting and especially for the uh, bbc um is often they get to the end of the episode and then they go so here's your answer and uh, you're kind of like, oh, wow. You know, usually um, everything's neatly balanced to the point where everybody wins. But uh, mm. it's kind of nice. You you come out and they tie it in a knot and they say, so, you know, if you did kind of just zone out for 20 minutes, here's what you could have picked up. And it, it just summarizes it into like, you know, 20 seconds of uh, at the end, they just give you a little, okay, here's the takeaway. And that's nice. Nick, can I recommend um, an episode that you shouldn't listen to? Uh, yes, yes, you may. Um, don't listen to the one that's uh, called uh, "What Would No Deal Mean for Brexit, Brexit Britain," um, because it does present an answer, and it's not an answer anyone wants to hear, and it will make you want to leave the country. So just don't, just don't do it. <laughs> I, I was hoping you were going to say the episode you shouldn't listen to is "How to Launch a Nuclear Missile," <laughs> just because you don't want me to do so. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't want you to do that, but I think we'll be all right. I think I think there's there's a lot of checks and balances in place in most cases, um, yeah. apart from maybe in the US, um, yeah. which is probably the most worrying places for there not to be any checks and balances in place. But um, did you not find, Jack, that, that, that China was a bit of a curveball in that? I don't want to give yes. it away because I want people to go away and listen to this, but China's a real curveball in this, isn't it? Uh, it is. Uh, and then at the end, uh, it starts to curve back the other way. But, yeah, there's a period where you're like, yeah, you think it's going to go one way. And, yeah, a curveball is the exact phrase, Freddie. I'm, I'm rambling, but, yeah, it's a curveball. Also, there's a good dry cleaning story in there, which is, like, brushed over, but it's really funny. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So if you're listening to this and you're super intrigued by the dry cleaning story or the China curveball, uh, you need to go and check out The Inquiry uh, by the BBC World Service. Um, and I think that neatly wraps up my recommendation for this episode. Nick Summers, you're up. Tell us about the podcast that you recommended to us. So my pick for this week is 8-4 Play, which is 8-4 Play. Um, So I listen to a whole range of podcasts, ones which are highly scripted, ones which are story-based, ones which are interview-based. And this podcast is like none of those. It's very informal, very rough cut. It's just a group of of guys and girls uh, sat around just chatting for really up to like an hour if not if not more and i've fallen in love with this podcast over many years and it's all about a very small company based in tokyo which translate video games for a living so if anyone knows me i'm obsessed with video games and i'm also obsessed with japanese culture anime manga music drama all that sort of stuff and so this is like the perfect venn diagram for me of things that i like in the world Um, And what I like in particular about it is, yes, like many other video game podcasts, they'll just chat about what they're playing, what's coming out, uh, the news, you know, what sort of uh, what people are talking about right now, all of that kind of thing. But really, that is secondary to me. What I love the most about this podcast is how they just talk about Japan and their lives in Japan. 
So to sort of set the stage a little bit, most of the people in this company used to be uh, video game journalists who were based out in America. Clearly, like me, were interested in, in Japanese culture, learned the language and ended up when they left sort of the, the, the press, they decided to move to Japan and set up this, this company. And so what I love about it is that it's the perspective of this group of people of moving to Japan and learning to um, create new lives in Tokyo. Uh, so I've been, as I say, I've been following this podcast for sort of many years. And what's great is that at the very beginning, the host, whose name is Mark McDonald, he will sort of go around the table and he'll give everyone a nickname. So for you, Freddie, it could be, you know, on my left is Freddie, two left feet Harrison. And <laughs> it's then up to you, and it's then up to you to, to sort of guess why I've given you that nickname, right? right? And it's almost always because of some anecdote or some story that's been going around the office um, about what's been happening to you recently, you know, something memorable or something that you're having trouble with or whatever. Yeah. And they always produce, for me, these fascinating anecdotes about life in japan which i just never knew about before or if i had any familiarity with it it was only you know just a a tiny nugget or a hint of it or maybe i'd heard it just in passing from someone chatting but they'll go into it in depth and clearly because they live there you know they're super knowledgeable about this kind of stuff and they have a much better understanding of the kind of cultural zeitgeist because most of them have lived there now as i say over over many years and so they know the score like they know what is what the traditions are and the social expectations and, and all this kind of stuff um and so yeah so for the first like 20 minutes half an hour almost they'll often just ramble about what's been going on and it's so interesting just because as an outsider I, as I say, it's just things that I've that I've never known about. Yeah, sure. I yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um, and it and it feels it feels like um a little bit like it's uh it it could be your future, Nick. That's what it feels like. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of parallels there. Um, so a, a li- you know, yeah, a little bit. I feel like I should give one example just so that you have an idea of sort of what I'm talking about. So the most recent episode. Uh, came out around Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. Uh, and so one of the first things they asked was, you know, uh, what was everyone's experience like for Valentine's Day? And again, this is something that I didn't know about. In Japan, Valentine's Day is very different to how it is here in the West. Mm-hmm. So in Japan, it's tradition for women to give gifts to men, but not the other way around. So traditionally on Valentine's Day, uh, yeah, men will receive chocolate and um, cards and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and, I, and I was like, oh, that's really weird. Like, why is there no obligation on the, the man to reciprocate, you know, or, or to give anything to, to their sort of, um, to their Valentine? And mm-hmm. that's because a month later, Japan has its own celebration. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's restricted to just Japan anyway, called White Day. And right. this is, I say, it's exactly 30 days later. And when that rolls around, it is for the men in order to reciprocate. And traditionally, White Day is much bigger, much grander. And it's much more like the Valentine's Day that we know. So the big question was, especially for a couple of the team who's moved over recently from mm-hmm. the West to Japan, it was like, what did you do on Valentine's Day then? Did you not give 
chocolate or anything to to your girlfriends? Uh, did you ever have conversations about that? Did you feel there was an obligation to do so? Uh, what was it like going in all the stores and sort of seeing the the sort of decorations that were up? And you know, basically, did you? Did you buck Japan's trends and stick with what you know from the West, or did you have you already started adhering to Japan's uh, social norms? You know, hmm. and there was this really interesting discussion about how, yeah, some of them that had moved over uh, with their partners, you know, had sort of had conversations about uh, what are they going to expect from one another and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of them has a long distance relationship; like her boyfriend is still based out in the states, and so he was asking, like, can I I send something to the office or is that like going to be weird on valentine's day and like all of this kind of thing <laughs> um and it was just one of those one of many examples where they talk about you know how life is different over there compared to uh, what we're used to um and how they're adapting to it you know and what's sort of taken them by surprise sure so yeah that stuff to me is like absolutely fascinating yeah, I I really enjoyed it because the episode that you recommended to us was the Mario Run episode, which was just before Christmas. I think it was the twenty third of December, um, and like the kind of little offshoot discussion at the beginning was how um, finding good Mexican food in uh, in Japan, um, which I, <laughs> which I found really interesting. Uh, not because I probably ever find myself in Japan wanting Mexican food, but just because it's super interesting to find out about these things. Um, and I now know where to get good Mexican food in Japan. So that was that was always a good start. I think I have to admit that I did get a little bit lost during some of the, uh, the more in-depth game stuff. But um, I think you've picked up on a really interesting point, which is that actually one of the more like the, the, the most kind of interesting parts of the conversation is, is the bits about their lives and um, not necessarily about the work that they're doing or the games that they're playing. Um, although I did find the Mario Run stuff kind of interesting as well. Um, Jack, what did you think? Uh, yeah, much like Freddy Two Feet Harrison. Two left feet Harrison. <laughs> two feet. <laughs> I mean, I've always had two. Oh, you you have there. two perfectly fine fine feet. I'm not sure why that came to mind as my first nickname for you, but, you know, it, it was wow. uh, literally as a hypothetical example. Freddy um, Two Exquisite Feet Harrison. Uh, yeah. I agree in that I got... <laughs> so lost in in the best way though because i felt um like there was just a bunch of people having a chat about their lives and um kind of forgetting that the microphone was there and i guess by extension kind of forgetting um that you know this is a medium that goes out to anyone and everyone and i think what that can sometimes result in in podcasts is a a, a sort of universal um, you know, let's package this up in a way that everyone can understand. Let's not make it too alienating, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think what was really nice and what I can say from the perspective of someone who is undoubtedly an outsider um, uh, is it's just really interesting to hear people just just chatting about, you know, what they love. And yeah, I thought the Japan bit was really interesting because it was also from the perspective of people who've clearly been in japan a while but are still kind of fascinated with the um cultural contrast to the extent that they still talk about it like uh, it's a kind of a new thing that they're adapting to so there's a way in there that um you know you can that is it's not like they just take it as a given now so that's quite interesting um yeah the game stuff like they get so deep 
uh, into talking about I mean they use phrases that I was just like I have no idea what that is and it's clearly like I mean there's some things that they said and I had vague memories of maybe reading it in like Nintendo magazines where when I used to um, buy them when I was like 13 or whatever uh, and um, actually it did make me want to play games again because I heard people talking just completely unreservedly about how much they like games and um, just just letting loose about it. I thought it was really interesting and I'll be honest it's not one that I'm going to return to often because I can't spend large swathes of my day just completely it would be like listening to French podcasts um, you know for, <laughs> for my week I, I just with little snatches of English in there that I can understand it's just but I, I, I really enjoyed the experience and at, at, by the end of it um, I felt pretty cosy with um you know the the uh the people presenting the people talking um again didn't know what they were saying but they seem like really friendly lovely people and uh you know that was nice to listen to there's not many podcasts that completely remove the formality of sitting behind microphones you know so yeah and I think, yeah, Jack, you, you, you've got a good point there. I think we're, we're all sitting in different rooms in different parts of the uh, of the country or countries right now um, in front of microphones, realising how horribly awkward it is to chat to a microphone uh, without seeing the people in front of you. So, um, you know, but even with those people in front of you, it's still, it's still weird when you've got a microphone in front of you and you know it's being recorded and played out to other people in, in the form of a podcast. So I think the fact that they can kind of drop those pretenses and kind of just just talk and 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 chat about their lives um is really interesting also for the fact that they they work together so it's not like they haven't mm. spoke for weeks on end you know it's it's not like um it's it's not like they won't have like maybe discussed some of the things that they're discussing on the podcast so i found that really interesting um i also just realized nick that um so normally it looks like they play um, music from video games in in the show at the beginning and at the end, because um, I've just been looking through the, the, their blog, which has all the listings of the episode. Um, is that right? Because obviously during the, the the Mario Run one, they were playing like um, <laughs> they played like Christmas times and the Hollies by Run DMC and yeah. stuff like that, which is just <laughs> it really confused me. I was like, what am I what am I listening to? But um, I've only just realised, and I didn't realise that they put the music the music credits for the previous episode in the next episode's uh blog post so uh that's just explained itself to me um but yeah, it makes yeah. sense that they'd normally play video game music yeah often it's related to the game they're going to be talking about on the show just as a way to sort of bookend it on the, the, the sort of the start and the end mm-hmm. um but yeah the, the guy that edits it uh will often throw in some sort of like funny uh throwaway tracks in there and especially at the end too at the very very end if you hold on often he'll put a clip on there which might be from a japanese tv show or radio or an advert or something right um which is usually really funny and it's just like that they've clearly just come across or it's online or whatever you know which they've sort of mm-hmm. added in as a, as a little easter egg which is a really nice touch um i was going to say like right off the top like this is definitely as you guys say it's a podcast about games for people that are interested in games first and foremost um which i love because you know i listen to a whole range of podcasts and some of them 
I, I want to be about topics that either I don't have a lot of knowledge in or I want to be surprised by or stories that I might not have even heard of before. And I don't want to be I want to be challenged that way. You know, I want to sort of broaden my horizons. But this show in particular, the reason why it's it's so special to me is because it appeals to such a niche and it's such a niche that I love to see someone go into that depth and for such a period of time. Um, it's kind of why I've fallen in love with it and fallen in love with it over such a long period of time, because that's really the value that I've gained out of it is listening to these people, you know, every two weeks, because it is a fortnightly show, you really follow along and you really feel like you sort of know these people, you know, one of the things that I, I think is really appealing about podcasts is that you feel like you're in on the conversation, like, although you can't contribute, it's like you're there in the room after a while, and if you hear the same people over and over again, eventually you, you end up, you know, you said coziness, Jack, and like, it, it definitely does become like that when you're a regular listener of a show. And so to hear people like, I know, you know, a guy called JJ on the show uh, has just bought a house uh, or just bought a plot of land rather. And he is building his own house right now. So what's interesting is every couple of weeks is that usually there is like there's all these mentions about uh, what he's trying to do and the problems he's having with planning permission and how difficult it is for like, you know, what sometimes parts of Japan society might see as like an outsider. Um trying to find his space you know find you know creating his home and so to follow along and to know that oh they've just hired Roy and Roy's just come over from the US and he's learning to set up his bank account and then you find out how absolutely crazy it is apparently to just to get a bank account set up over there or to get a visa card and all this kind of stuff um is is super interesting and so you follow along and you start to learn more about where these people are in their lives you know if they've just started having kids and what's that like for them um that for me is the sort of the the um accumulative value that i get out of listening to this show because you, you learn more and more about about what they're up to uh and you get a much better sense of the things that they've accomplished you know when they start bringing them up in conversation yeah it sounds like a lunch break or something where they're just talking about their lives um and you know as you say the kind of thing where it's about getting a mortgage or getting a credit card um you know it's the kind of thing that in a lot of other podcasts would be like oh well you know i'm not going to say that on the radio you know we'll talk about whatever the subject is but it's so it's so nice that it's so loosey-goosey and i get the impression they have a vague structure of what they're gonna talk about but other than that you know, it spills freely over the lines in a really nice way. And actually, I wanted to ask you, Nick, what... So it's called 8-4 Play, which you uh, have mentioned is named after a Super Mario Brothers pla- uh, level. <laughs> sound yeah, like an yeah, old yeah. Guy. One of the levels in the games. Um, <laughs> why is that one special? What, why, is, why have they picked that one out? Oh, man, I, sh- I should know this. It is based on World 8 Level 4, which is uh, it is a classic stage from the Mario games. It's actually been so long since I played them, though, that I can't tell you why that is. But it is it is a known level. So the, that number, 8-4, it might sound like completely crazy. Like, why have they just picked two random numbers for the name of their company? But within the gaming zeitgeist, it does hold significance. Uh, so it, it is important. It's a classic. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and just like you know, the one, the one other thing that I'll sort of I want to touch on really quickly. Sure. Uh, the last thing, really, about the show is that it's also really interesting to hear about. They only touch on it occasionally. It's not the main thrust of the show, mostly because when they're working on projects, it's under embargoes, you know, under NDAs, like they can't actually talk about it until the game comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, but they talk occasionally about their jobs as translators, and it's just something that you don't 
often hear about in the press or or in the media. Um, And that as well, if you're into that kind of thing, is super fascinating because it's about how do you... They call it localization rather than translation, which means adapting art for uh, a different country. Yeah. So that can be Japanese games for the Western audience or it can be vice versa. They translate US games for, for Japan too. And it's all the things that you might not have thought of as being problems specific to games and how do you how do you change dialogue how do you change location names uh in a way that is going to um make sense to to the intended audience you know mm-hmm. like one of the ones that uh that are a very simple one is you know in a dialogue if someone's character is based around them making puns a lot of the time you know sort of wordplay or whatever immediately that doesn't work in another language because rhyming doesn't translate to you know sure. immediately in, into japanese words you know uh, i can think of one character off the top of my head um who's supposed to be like a teddy bear come to life and so every five seconds he makes a pun which says i don't know that's very interesting or that's really unbear or rather than unfair sort of thing <laughs> uh and so in if you translated that directly into japanese straight away it just just wouldn't wouldn't work you know right um and likewise <laughs> if there's if there's things related to very specific japanese um uh, sort of objects for instance like one I, I think of is they were talking to someone um and it was a murder mystery game and one of the ways that someone had died was um using a kotatsu which is um in japan it's the table which uh, they have sort of on the ground uh, where they often will have you know their main meals or whatever and there's often like a cloth draped over it so you sit down like you'll, you'll be kneeling as you as you have your meal um and it's heated as well so especially in the winter time it basically forms like a radiator as well as a well as a table and i forget exactly how this person had sort of met his his, met his grisly end but it was it was using this table this table was involved somehow and so clearly Mm. for the west like in japan it makes perfect sense everyone knows what it is and how it might have happened but for the west like immediately that's like uh you know how do you explain this object which most people would never never have come across you know yeah sure. um and so they talk about you know going back to the developer and saying well we think it should be this is the nearest um nearest point of reference that we could give somebody or we want to change the name of a particular place because people won't know what odaiba is or, or why that is significant you know for the story we might give it a, an entirely new name or whatever um, and so hearing them go to talk about that, about some of those challenges, again, it's just really interesting if games are your thing, obviously, and you want to find out more about the industry and how these things are made. Um, so, yeah, again, that's just like another another facet of the show whereby hearing these people that know each other so well talk about their lives and their work uh, is just, yeah, it's super interesting as someone that's, you know, um, just a, a casual fan of the medium. So two things on that. Um, firstly, this reminds me quite a lot of, um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. It's a video that Vox put out um, about Harry Potter and how much that is a nightmare for people who do translation and localization. Because there are so many words that are made up. And how do you, how do you, like, you know, how do you, how do you translate or localize made up words? It's really, really difficult. And so many are based on puns and stuff like that, like diagonally and, and, and things like that. Um, so if you haven't seen it, it's, it's worth watching. Um, that, that was that. But also, 
Um, going back to um, eight four player second and the super the uh, the Mario Run episode, uh, the bit that really caught my caught my ear rather than my eye um, was was the bit at the end well near the end where they were talking about that mad um, mobile game where you're a person <laughs> yeah. that falls in love with a horse that has a human face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there there are certainly some some weird games that are very popular. I don't know if you guys have heard of uh, Hatterful Boyfriend as well, (laughs) which is literally it's this is blown up online. You guys, you should need to Google it. Uh, It's about dating pigeons, pigeons Pigeons that pigeons pigeons. that date each other, or about (laughs) a human dating a pigeon. I I can't believe I have to even ask that. Yeah, yeah, you you as as the player are dating pigeons. And right. these are. This is a really in-depth storyline about. It can be high school drama. I haven't played it, I must say, but this is everything that I've heard and, and read and seen online. Um, yeah, I'm just going to put it out there and just say that. Did there you just are some... say high school drama? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go to school and you're <laughs> going to be meeting Katie pigeons that are fully fleshed-out characters, except they are, except they are pigeons. I feel like the people who made that mobile game about falling in love with the horse with the human face, like, saw Hat of a Boyfriend and were like, right, we got to one-up this. Yeah, um, right, right. Um, so, yeah. yeah, there are... Games can, can be about literally anything, both in terms of gameplay and subject matter. So, yeah, um, just going just gonna to leave that there. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, uh... Can you can you tell us about your podcast that you're recommending? Well, I was about to tell you about a podcast that I consider to be um, verging on the absurd, but considering we've just segued out of a pigeon love-themed high school drama, yeah, this is going to be super real world. But it's a podcast <laughs> called Atletico Mints, and it's presented by uh, Bob Mortimer. Um, from Shooting Stars and Vic and Bob fame. And Andy mm. Dawson, who's involved in, um, you know, the Twitter feed, Get in the Sea. Yeah, uh, he's, yeah. He's the chap who I think does a lot to do with that. And um, it's, uh, technically speaking, uh, a football podcast, uh, but it only promises 8% of football content um every every week <laughs> and essentially it, um it's a i mean it's a comedy podcast obviously because bob mortimer's involved but it just um is very difficult to describe i mean i've been struggling to find a funny podcast and a comedy podcast and i don't know what your guys' experience with uh comedy podcast i've found a handful that actually appeal to my sensibilities and there's a lot if you search in the comedy category on a podcasting app, which are people talking loudly over each other and saying things right. that um, seem very funny to them and not to me. Is that, I mean, do, do you guys, is that your experience or is that just me having a crap sense of humour? No, I must admit, I'm usually in the same boat whereby um, I don't know how to describe what I find funny, but it is a a a subset of you know everything that's out there comedies you know you don't find everything funny right and so yeah like i don't just want to go trawling through so many shows hoping to find something that just happens to tickle my funny bone you know so comedy is one of the things i must say that i've actually um steered away from or haven't really delved into in podcasting one of the few things i haven't got in my sort of subscriptions at the moment yeah yeah i i 
honestly haven't ever really sought out much comedy um, in podcast form, uh, mainly because I'm a boring individual. But um, I guess the closest that I got was um, my dad wrote a porno, um, which was, Uh, I don't know if that's intentionally comedy, but it is comedy. Um, I suppose I suppose they were being intentional a bit in comedy. I don't think the source material was intentionally comedy, but um, but it's it's comedy in a different way to Atletico Mints, for example, where the whole everything that's said is in some way designed or you know thought to be funny. Yeah. Um, whereas whereas my dad wrote almost more kind of coincidental or incidental comedy, I guess. Um so I have a bit of confession, Jack, which is that with Atletico Mints, I uh remembered that I needed to listen to Nick's podcast before we listened to before we did the show. Um and then uh forgot about Atletico Mints until this afternoon. So I listened to about I don't know, 15, 15 minutes or something like that of which, the which episode. episode. Did you listen the, to? Uh, I listened to. Uh, ba, 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 ba. I listened to. Which one did I listen to? Oh gosh! I, <laughs> hang on. Where is it going to tell me? Bear with me. Bear with me. Right. I can find this so out. So while you're while you're doing that, because the reason I think it it makes a difference what one you listen to because the evolution of the podcast has been ridiculous i mean one of my pet hates in life is when people say to me you should watch this tv show but um the first eight hours are hard work but then it gets good and i'm like that's a day i i can't spend a day (laughs) trudging through something that's given me absolutely no reward but i I mean the thing with that i love about athletic commons is a well i found it funny to begin with but um, hearing the podcast and each of the segments unravel to the point where they are now uh, is just such a joy to behold. Uh, and in a way, I'm kind of glad you didn't check out too much of it because I think it's something that if you just went in cold at like episode 35, um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, not that it makes that much more sense to me, but there's a <laughs> linear development of some sort that you know goes from uh i mean so the early episodes were you know silly things about football like what footballer would look best in denim or you know which footballers <laughs> look like they were born to be farmers or train drivers or whatever but i think these are all very important topics to be discussed if i'm honest yeah absolutely and you know it's good to have some of those lifelong questions answered for me um but uh it's just now got to a point where it's about Steve McLaren um, and his pet snake that throws up all the time or, um, you know, Robson Green trying to meet Rafael Benitez uh, and forming a relationship with Mark Lawrenson. And it's all things that, I mean, I like to think that you'd have to have some kind of basis in, in football. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of football. I vaguely know who these people are. But then again... Um, you know, Steve McLaren in this podcast is a carpet salesman, so it's not like it has any basis in any, you know, anything to do with football anyway. But uh, I so, so they've created their own laws. What you're saying, they've managed to create their own ongoing fiction for what are real people, what are real footballers and managers. But from what you're saying, it sounds like they've managed to develop this storyline where it gets increasingly more fantastical. Yeah, that's it. And to be honest, it started out you. I mean, Bob Morton would talk about meeting a footballer and within two minutes, you, to begin with, you'd be like, oh, that's interesting. Within two minutes, you'd realise he he hadn't met a footballer at all. It was just a load of rubbish because the footballer would be, 
um you know it just it just wouldn't make any sense but like yeah it's it's just i mean it's just got to a point of absurdity now but i mean i've got my my dad into it which is amazing i mean i spoke to him about it maybe at the beginning of uh the week say about three three months back and by the end of the week he'd listened to like all 30 episodes i mean he has long commutes like me but he'd you know he'd gone deep into it and uh, i think reacted to it the same way that i do but um yeah it kind of reminds me of like listening to like a like or chatting to like a toddler where they start off telling you what you perceive to be a true story and it gradually gets more and more fictitious as as they chat and you realize they've just made the entire thing up um and that's and that's what this podcast feels a little bit like to me it sounds like a conversation between two toddlers perhaps with a more expanded vocabulary yeah um especially the bit in um so i listened to the alderman and the apricot that's the episode that i listened to one of my favorites um and there's a bit when they start talking about having a really stinky piss And, it, and I just, I, I kind of like, I, it was, it was kind of like, I'm, I'm in the office and I'm working, and I was like, oh crap, I've got to listen to Jack's podcast because otherwise I'm going to be going in dumb here. Um, and I started listening dumb. to it, and I was, I was kind of, you know, well, yeah, and I, so I started listening, and it was just one of those moments where you kind of like have to pause it and replay it, and you go, you what? Hang on, <laughs> did you just have like a little chat about that? Because I've not heard that before. Oh my word! Um, yeah. yeah. So, how long did it take you, Freddie, until you realised that they might be telling some porkies in this particular episode? Um, not not long, not long. I would, I would say. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of like you know, I I I I know the kind of comedy of Bob Mortimer well enough to know that um, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna it's not gonna be true to life <laughs> for very long. Um, but I, I like the fact that there's a, a kind of a vague grounding in reality in that like. You know how when you like watch a lot of American shows, actually, I think I think you know British shows probably do it too, but they probably do it more subtly. But especially American shows, because I don't know, people get sued or whatever. There's that big disclaimer at the beginning about how the, the events and the people in 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 that show are fictitious. This is almost yeah, yeah. like the antithesis to it, where the only thing that's true <laughs> is the names. <laughs> yeah, that is that is the case. I mean. Um, what I really like about it is, uh, I mean, I listened to it with my girlfriend Lizzie in the car and there's a point at which a sponsor comes up halfway through and she just turns to me and was like, is that a real sponsor though? I don't know. But it is. I mean, they yeah. do actually have a sponsor, but they tran- transit into a sponsorship bit and she was like, I don't know if they're joking. And, and that's the thing. It's, I mean, it must be hard as a sponsor to know that you're being taken seriously. Well, I, 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 I had to like immediately Google bet on brazil because yeah. i was like is this a real betting company is this <laughs> like am i betting on their economy like what am i betting on here like um and it is but you you, you always don't know and yeah i guess as a sponsor you, 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 i can't tell whether that's doing you a disservice or it's it's doing you a great service yeah well it's because there, there are shows that do have fake ads built into them yeah that's if that's it. supposed to be part of the mythos and that ends up laying on top of the comedy because it will be about companies or it will be based in the world that uh, is clearly unbelievable. So, yeah, it, it depends how they're reading the ads effectively and what, and what they're saying as to whether or not it probably sounds real or not. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, 
And if you'd like to sponsor Episode Party, you can... No, I, well, let's not go in there. Let's not, just not do that for now. Uh, episode 1, and I'm already trying to get some money out of it. Um, no, I, I I enjoyed it, Jack. Um, I, I think... I think maybe the workplace isn't the best place to start listening to it, just because it's 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 a little bit too unusual for a workplace setting. Um, <laughs> told you I was I'm a really boring person, um, but I, I, I liked it. I feel like um, it might occupy the same kind of space for me. Like this is a really interesting point. Well, I think it's interesting. You might tell me different, but like. I feel like certain podcasts lend themselves to certain listening environments really well. Like you mentioned listening it listening to it in the car with Lizzie and it definitely feels like uh I'm I'm driving somewhere and I, I need to like, you know, something to take me off the kind of underlying road range. Um so it feels like a car kind of podcast, like in the way that my dad wrote a porno was quite often my podcast of choice when I knew I had like a one or two hour drive ahead of me. Yeah. Um, because it made the whole thing a lot more bearable. But also it just was an environment. Okay, not to say that a road environment where you're controlling a vehicle is a good place to go a bit off the wall, but <laughs> in terms of just like having something that isn't too serious, yeah. I think it's a, it's a good place, right? Well, I'll tell you, so what I do is I have quite clear demarcations for my podcast listening in that I, you right. know, I have my commute, which is about an hour and a half, and in the morning I'll listen to my serious stuff where I get clued up my brain is primed to actually absorb some information and then the evening when you know my mind and body are like putty and I'm pretty useless (laughs) I'm good you know I can drive on a straight road um but I just won't be able to take in like uh, the inquiry like the inquiry is definitely a morning podcast Um, I will then switch up my listening and in fact you know um Nick's selection uh eight four play that was a really good evening one because that, you know, it felt like a bunch of people who clocked off and were, you know, chilling out and having some, some beers. And at the same, you know, in, in, in the same way, Atletico Mints is a podcast where I'm not trying to take in facts. Actually, I'd rather take in complete and utter nonsense, nonsense. instead. And that, <laughs> you know, makes more sense to me. That's when I want to hear Bob Mortimer's brass hand based observational comedy i don't want to hear about you know a, an interview by ezra klein or something ridiculous like that uh, one thing sure. actually i will mention about atletico mints is that the audio quality is often really terrible and the voices are like <laughs> one voice will be incredibly loud and it sounds like he's almost eating the microphone and <laughs> the other person will be really quiet and that just makes me laugh even more do, yeah. do you think that's intentional? Um, no, I just think they're hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> I just think they probably get really drunk to the point where wires and cables and mic volumes are just no longer a concern. If I have to keep doing these in the office at work... Oh, by the way, I'm really sorry if you can hear in the background. So my building is the opposite side of a very small road to um, a gym. And uh, about 5.30 every day, a, like, spinning session kicks in. And, you know, there are all these people on bikes being, like, paying to be shouted at. So that's what's happening behind me right now. There is some woman hollering at some poor people on bikes. Um, so if you can hear that, I'm sorry. Um, but what I was going to say was... Freddy! Get back on your bike! <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but I really need to buy some beer in for, for, for sitting here and doing this podcast, I think. Um not to say that we should get blind drunk and discuss podcasts, but you know, just just because it's a 
that's a nice way to do things. Well, um, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you a thing. So I've started having a beer. Um, so I do radio interviews and stuff. And um, I get I get really nervous when I talk on, on microphones. I've started having a beer beforehand and it seems to go a lot smoother until I listen back. Um, and right. the last interview that I did... Uh, I started by saying, oh, hello here, which, you know, isn't a phrase. Um, <laughs> and I only li- re- realised when I listened back, you know, that I'd said it and I'd pronounced the name of the radio station wrong. I mean, so my word of advice is half measures. Right, sure. I mean, I, I would I would probably kind of crack <laughs> open the beer just before we hit record and then have it as we go along. Not because it would help me to calm my nerves, just because it's kind of like a nice thing to do. I don't know. Yeah. It, it goes back to what we were saying earlier about um, what you were saying about 8-4 Play, which is that I I was listening to it the other night. I just got in from work um, and I was cooking a curry and I opened a beer while I was cooking and I was listening to 8-4 Play and it felt like the right mixture of kind of uh, a podcast that wasn't too serious. It was nice and conversation. It felt like I could have been sitting in the room with them, eating curry, having a beer. Mm-hmm. Um, which which felt like the right thing. Um, Nick, how do you take your podcasts? Kind of any which way, to be honest. Like, I, I'm obsessed to the point where I just listen to them at any point. If I can be in my... I can be in my room, I can be working. So if I'm actually not writing, actively writing, I can have one in the background whilst I'm doing other things, admin. I'll have it when I'm cooking, as you say, lunch, dinner, breakfast, all that sort of stuff. I do it whilst I'm commuting as well. Anytime I basically leave the house and I'm on my own, I have headphones in. And if I'm not in the mood for music, it's it's kind of podcasts. Mm. It's just become the thing that... I think it's probably because I have, you know, some mild form of ADHD at this point where I have to be doing something and consuming something that it just becomes that that um, sort of glue in between every other thing that I do in my day, uh, which is probably really bad for my mental health, but it's just become a part of my lifestyle. <laughs> I don't know. I, I find I find that as a thing really comforting. Like one of the things I really love about podcasts is that if I come home to like an empty flat, my flatmate's out or whatever having a podcast on it's kind of like having a house full of people except that you don't have to feed them or entertain them which is which is kind of a nice thing i think um and it's the same with driving you know like jack i'm sure you'll kind of i don't know maybe you'll agree with this is like when you're when you're doing your commute like you don't really want to be sitting there having a chat with someone else really because you're on your way to work and it's early and you're tired but it's kind of nice having someone else's voice in the car with you yeah totally it's i i find it it's almost like a you know, between sleep and being in the office and talking to people, it's a nice midway where I'm being talked at uh, and being, you know, primed for the day and woken up. I'm not ready to uh, engage with other people, but I'm ready to be engaged with. Uh, and it, yeah, it's just a nice halfway point. Sure. And that, my friends, is the beauty of podcasts. Um, I think on that note, we should call it uh, call it an evening. Yeah, it's got to be on that note. That was lovely. I, well, I tried. I tried my best. Um, thanks very much. Perfect segue, Freddie. Perfect segue. <laughs> I try. I try. Um, Nick, um, for the people that eventually listen to this when we do put it out, uh, where can people find you on the internet if they want to hear more of your thoughts on everything? Uh, I write for a technology website called Engadget. So if you go over to Engadget, spelled E-N-Gadget.com, um, you'll probably find my articles on there. Uh, I'm also on Twitter at N-I Summers, S-U-M-M-E-R-S. Sweet. Thanks very much. Um, we, Jack, you don't know this, but we are at episode underscore party on Twitter. Oh. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Love it. Um, and obviously at episode.party as well. Um, thanks very much for listening to this very first episode of Episode Party, a podcast about podcasts. I've been Freddie Harrison. I've been Jack Tuser. And, and I've been Nick Summers. <laughs> you can cut my hand out, Jack, there. That'd be perfect. Um, and we'll see you next time.